everybody and welcome to show 332. It's so lovely to be back with you, uh, Claire, here today. Um, we've got loads to catch up on and loads to talk about. So uh, welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast, everybody. And um, yeah, we have our um, our lurking producer uh, in the background <laughs> uh, as well. Um, but I've, uh, I've muted the video, so I actually can't see um, what funny faces he's pulling at me at the moment. So uh, let's uh, listen to uh, what Claire's been up to. So Claire, um, how's everything going since I've seen it's you? It's great, great to be here. It's been a, a couple of weeks, isn't it, since we've spoken, since we've been busy. So I think last time I um, we spoke, I was going to the Fleiss Festival. So mm. I've been to that. That was great. Um, so I showed, that was in Cardiff. So I had some um, short films that I was showing as part of the festival. And a, and a little Q&A after, so that was really nice. Um, that's kind of a music and arts festival in, in Cardiff. And then um, it's just been Paris Photo um, Week as well. So I had some work in a gallery there, but unfortunately I was unable to go because <clears throat> I've actually been poorly for the last two weeks with bronchitis. So I was quite sad about that because um, it's really worth going, you know, um, even if you don't have work in, a, in, 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 in any of the exhibitions, it's worth going to see the exhibitions for inspiration because um, they're dotted about all over the city and, of course, in the, in the, in the big pavilion um, for the, you know, the main kind of Paris photo um, with all the booths and stuff. And, of course, Paris is just such a lovely city as well to wander about and get inspiration. So... Um, I had those, so that, that's been really good. And of course, it's coming to the end of the year. So I found myself in that space of um, thinking about the products, thinking about work I want to shoot before the end of the year and thinking about a couple of projects that I've got in mind and planning for next year. And um, it got me thinking, Rachel, <laughs> and maybe this week we'll talk about this um, a bit later on, after we find out what you've been up to, about the challenges of shooting <laughs> this time of year. Because yeah. I, 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 you get all fired up with your inspiration and you plan your work and then you kind of look outside and you think, ah, oh, it's, it's really grey, that grey um what do you call it the gray cap is it they call it and you know all the sky is quite flat and I was thinking you know what can we do you know I know sometimes we think oh I'll wait for a better weather but what if that doesn't come along mm. so you know some tips maybe about how we can you know tips to getting the best out of shooting really in this kind of time of year and this weather um but what about you Rachel what have you been well, yeah. yeah, just before we go on to the bits and pieces I've been up to, I'd like to know just a little bit more about the Cardiff yeah. Festival because I realise obviously you were very sad to not go to the po the, the Paris mm -hmm. one, um, but um, I don't know much about the Cardiff Festival and it sounds like you had a couple of films there, were they ones that you'd shot on in an analogue? Um, yeah, they were all analogue. So, so what, what do you use? What kind of cameras? How do you make these films? Are they all based, um, are you kind of like every single role in this? Uh, you know, uh, you cast and crew or do you bring people in? For them? I was in the, yeah, a bit of both. So, mm -hmm. um, so I was in the films, very much like I'm in my photos playing the, the, the roles. And in some, yeah. in some films I've got like a dual role um so I was characters so I was cast and crew but I also had 
if you if you ever watch my films, there's someone called um, James Edwin Knight who does the music for for my films, and he's a really he's a really talented artist, a musician, and he did some of the camera as well for me for the bits that would just be really quite difficult, you know, for me. So yeah. So do you give them to a brief um, that's been set, or are these from your own ideas and your own kind of like artistic inspiration that you then go this will suit that particular festival and I'll submit it to that or do you create the thing and then submit it to lots of different places how does that part of it work okay so so for this I was approached and asked if I would want to show some of the films there so I'd already done some and then there was a couple of ones that I'd never shown anywhere before that went in that that went into the kind of it was like a collection of 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 films but usually what i do is i it's the same approach really to my fo photos i i come up with my ideas and i make what i feel like i want to if that makes sense yeah. <laughs> of whatever idea i've got going at that time and in fact some of the films came about because um i had an idea for just wanting to bring some of the characters in my photographs to life really mm. and I thought they would be a nice compliment to have in an exhibition so it was my from my parallel lives because i've done an exit i had an exhibition where um uh what's the word so i had my still images and then i had the films as well and oh, you can see that the characters in the films uh, you can see them in the in the stills um so and that's actually one of the th one i want to be making an, another film about 20 minutes long and also my my real goal as well is to um do like a long a 40 minute to 40 minute short but i could really make it a feature that's what i'd really like to do um but yeah and all on film obviously it's expensive um so it's the usual principles really that apply to our still work you know yeah. um, um, lots of storyboarding lots of yeah planning um planning. And, and logging as well comes into play, yeah. doesn't it? If you're working with, with moving image, of course. Mm. And um, when I was first working with sort of analog processes and things, and I did my A-level in the dark room and yeah. uh, in photography, but it was, it was all analog, obviously, at that point. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, doing the literal, like, reel-to-reel -reel with a razor blade and some sellotape, you know, when you're working with sound, um, which always makes me feel, like, absolutely ancient. You were splicing as well, your film. Yeah. so that's well. why it's called splicing, because you literally, yeah. like, cut the piece out that you don't want and then and sellotape it back together, which is amazing. And yeah. then with, with the moving image, it was, for me, it was, sort of like, at the VHS point, if you like, just before we went from that linear editing yeah. to... Um, to then non-linear um of course with like avid edit suites and then yeah. media 100 if anybody heard of that or final cut pro or what have you and um so it was it was actually really i always also found like that stood me in good stead for thinking in an analog way which sounds a bit mm. daft but that idea of storyboarding and of logging it and knowing exactly what you were going to do before you made the edit yes it yes. kind of really helped um visually i think for the things i then went on to do later on as an yeah. photographer stills photographer because you've kind of already got an idea of that in mind yeah. rather than yeah. shooting blasting through thousands of yeah. photos you know on in digital terms you have yeah. to of course be yeah. more selective and more 
um, yeah. prepared, I suppose. I mean, there's always an element of risk, isn't there? That's the thing mm. with film that always is. Yeah. But I, I still never, never tire of, you know, when you get your, if you, once you get your negatives and you see your negatives, or like when you get your film back, because mm -hmm. I get semi-film to be digitised, yeah. uh, a process and digitised, because I just feel like I don't want to wreck it myself in any way. Um, and I just love it when you get it back and you're like, oh yeah, there is like, there is, there is images there. Is so, it too great that you mostly see, yeah, I want to move to 16 mil as well. I'd love to do 35 mil moving mm. image, but the cameras are, um, I think unless you could hire a camera, I think the cameras are hugely expensive. <laughs> well, you can get um, Lomo do one, don't they? Lomo oh, the Lomo Kino. I thought, well, yeah, they're great. They are actually the Lomo have Kino. You sh have you shot quite a lot with that? I have I have used it at Lomo Kino. Kino I can't say it. Yeah, the Lomo Kino, yeah, it's great. It takes a lot of film though. Literally one <laughs> cartridge of 35 mil is about it feels like it's like one second or something. It's boom and it's gone. Well it is, that's the thing, isn't it? 24 frames, 24 frames yeah. a second. So 24 yeah. frames on a roll of film. Yeah. 35 yeah. mil. Mm -hmm. So that would be literally a second would be one roll of film. Uh, if you were shooting it you know at 24 frames a second yeah. which is smooth movement as our eyes would see yeah. it but you yeah. can of course shoot it at a slower frame rate to get more shots <laughs> you know it's not that long ago um that i got a box of for the lomo kino for that in particular because i've got one um so i don't know how many years i've been back five six whenever it first came out seven years i don't know something like that got a box of something like 40 um Kodak Gold 35 mil 36 shot film for something like 40 pound of eBay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was really cheap, like it would never happen now. So yeah, how things have changed. You know, how things have changed. Yeah. It's so nice to hear that you've been using all of that though and putting mm. that work out there. Um yeah. and getting it into festivals and into exhibitions and mm -hmm. you know, so other people can see it. And I love the idea of your still work being seen alongside you know almost like character stills yeah alongside the the moving image as well that's mm. absolutely fantastic so well done Claire it sounds like you've been very productive you're always super productive <laughs> well, and what about you Rachel yeah, I've, been, uh, yeah. I've also been pretty busy um and uh it started really with since we last spoke with the analog spotlight event mm. Um, yeah. that's obviously the reason that you weren't able to join Graham and myself yeah because uh, you were in Cardiff of course and it was it was absolutely it was very very intense uh, as these things always are especially when you're uh, kind of just focused on you know being there and working and and doing everything that you're doing um but it was an absolutely lovely event and i have thoroughly enjoyed reliving it listening to the the two part yeah um, episodes that um that graham put together diligently uh, as our roving reporter which is yeah. awesome because yeah. It simply would have been impossible for me to do that, unfortunately. So I'm ever so glad that we got the opportunity to do that um, because actually it meant, it's a bit like a wedding video or wedding photography that the couple don't always see what's going on the rest of the day. And then when you get your images back, it's like That's this big good. reveal of like yeah. what else has been happening, all these other stories that have been going on, all these other moments that people have had. That's for me, that's always been the most lovely part of it because yeah. they know the bits that they were in, but they yeah. don't know all the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes, that's what's 
I, I really enjoyed that because listening to it over the last couple of weeks has just made me go, oh, yeah, all these familiar voices and names and things. And then others who, you know, people I'd never met before and new faces, mm -hmm. and new names and new conversations, which has been so interesting. So when I was at the Analog Spotlight, obviously I was doing the um, the mini workshops um, in Cyanotype and getting people mm -hmm. interested in this as an alternative process. Um I really enjoyed doing those and running the, the stall as well. But the only thing that is always really sad with these kind of uh, events is I know I don't get time to go and actually see well, everybody and yeah. talk to everybody. So I kind of come away from the event going, well, uh, now I need my event. <laughs> I need to be able to go around and talk to everybody and see everybody and um, and have that chance. Because by the time I actually had finished, um, I was pretty much as standard for me, always last out the door. No matter what I do, I do try. I really try so hard. I have some kind of block over this. Um, but I find it very hard to actually get out, right? Get packed down <laughs> out. Um, so by the time I'd done that, every, pretty much everybody else had kind of gone. Uh, so I did have very, very brief conversations um, with a couple of people. But um, it, that's why it was very, um, that's why it's been really lovely to listen to the Relive it. Oh. Relive it. So that's been great. Um, and uh, I've been working on, uh, I had a, a commission to make 100 mini kits for the Wirral Unplugged project. That's really good, yeah. That's been um, that's been great. Um, it was it's been very nice to kind of like see these boxes going out ar yeah. around the area. Um, the idea, of course, is that it's for this particular area that where my darkroom's based uh, now, in my studio um, uh, on the Wirral in Merseyside, and Unplugged tells you kind of what you need to know from that really. Uh, there's a lovely woman called Diana who kind of runs it and um, yeah she does a fantastic job of getting these sort of subscription boxes out that have all sorts of different activities loads of educational mm. stuff in there different themes each time so they asked me to basically be part of their Christmas box because they were going to look at the Victorian um, kind of like Christmas and from mm. a, um, a sort of like ghostly perspective as well like oh. the spirit of Christmas and that kind of thing right. so yeah it's really lovely and um, they wanted something kind of like magical as part of it mm. so working with Cyanotype we thought would be a nice nice way of doing it we use as much as possible kind of like recycled um, materials and things so you found a load of old cardstock and I basically mixed the chemistry and did these hundred hand-coated little kits and things so they'll go be going out to different places and then I'm going to do a project with them like as an event um, where I'm going to take along one of my cameras and create hopefully some paper negatives um, mm. uh, as as part of like a shoot uh, an event in a few weeks time so I'm looking forward to that too it'll be it'll be an interesting challenge um so that I've I had happening and uh, I've got coming up and I've just been really busy in the dark room basically mm. uh, I've got a few new members who've who've joined my membership which is great and right. um, so there's been lots of people kind of in and using the space and starting to make prints and generate work which is always lovely to see and just been busy with lots of workshops and things too so it's been pretty full on in the middle of that unfortunately I um, came down with Covid as well so I'd had to cancel um, uh, a few jobs which is always really disappointing and really um, yeah. challenging of course um, as a as a sole, sole trader you know uh, running your own business but 
um, trying to sort of balance that with um, toddler life. So for any of our listeners who happen to have toddlers or have at some point had a toddler, you have my full sympathies <laughs> because um, we are going through a sleep regression, which which nobody warned me about. Nobody warned me about this part. I didn't know that that was a thing. Um, around age two to three, they suddenly are just like, nah, I don't need to sleep anymore. And you're like, oh my God. Because at this point, of course, you're running your own business or you're working full time or something mostly. So that's been I, fun. But I think you do really well, Rach. What's <laughs> that, busy. I think you do really well. You're always busy. But I've got an idea for you now with one of these your unplugged project. Mm. You need to take a group of young people Mm -hmm. if they're looking at the victoriana to bowl street in liverpool yeah, as talking yeah. for a time slip yeah so claire was talking we yeah. were chatting weren't we before we press record um about this idea of time slips and it's not something i've ever ever come across i was like what is this term i don't understand um but this is uh, part of uh, claire's investigations into the paranormal and um apparently it centered one of them centers around bold street which is a, a famous street in in mm -hmm. liverpool which has lots of uh, independent you know sort of like shops and uh, restaurants and things i've always loved that street it's a yeah. fantastic very historical um uh street it's really it's got got atmosphere, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that um so yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to. Oh, and it was my birthday on Tuesday um, last week. And that was so nice, actually, because it's been so intense with everything going on. Um, Adam and I actually had, because we have the same birthday. So mm. we had the full day off together. Um, Constance was at nursery. So we, we basically um, got a chance to go and have a sandwich together, which was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, uh, so that was nice because... I have started um, uh, going to the Artist Way um, creative cluster kind of course that I occasionally do. Um, my friend Helen is a fantastic, fantastic person who runs this over a few weeks. And I don't know if anybody's come across Julia Cameron's work before um, yeah. called the Artist Way. Mm. But it's something that I kind of do sort of seasonally. I haven't ha obviously had chance for for many 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 months um to do that and she was running it again and I thought it's been so long since I've really left the house to do anything just for me and I need some I need some inspiration I need some like I don't know to feel like Rachel again and I've got yeah. to I've got to try and embrace that so um I thought it's two hours like of an evening once a week kind of thing over running up to kind of like Christmas sort of time um, and we're starting to do various different themes around um, like Advent themes and, and what have you so there's some like like um, hope and joy and uh, love mm. and peace and I was just like it, these are nice things to kind of just try and have around you know around us anyway yeah. you know life's difficult everything that's going on around us is quite difficult sometimes we can find that that weighs very heavily of course um so there are other things that we can perhaps do to protect ourselves a little bit from from that mentally and artistically yeah. I guess and creatively um so that's that's the kind of thing I've been I've been doing really as well to try and try and help bring myself out of that you know slump mm. a little bit um, yeah that's, that's been going I think so we, yeah. we all need to get our inspiration don't we and we get it from different places <laughs> sometimes yeah. we just need that something again to fire us up to go on to a next project and talking of which there's i really want to get i mentioned it that's last time and it's actually on now that um art and activism mm -hmm. with 
women um women art and activism it's an exhibition um in Tate Britain this, I think in this is the women in revolt one women in revolt yeah the one that mentioned before yeah so it's all really? about um art that they've created during protest and uh yeah kind of yeah see if I can get a uh a, a description up of it and you said it's at the tape at tape britain so that's on now fantastic yeah um the first of its kind this ex exhibition is a wide-ranging exploration of feminist art by over 100 women artists working in the uk um and it says uh, shines a spotlight on how networks of women use radical ideas and rebellious methods to make an invaluable contribution to British culture. So I'm quite interested in that, 1970 to 1990. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that'd be that'd be good to have a look at. And of course, the um, the Taylor Westing Portrait Prize is on as well at the moment, isn't it? In um, Tate, uh, not Tate Britain, what was it? The National Portrait Gallery. Um, so that's always sometimes good to have a look. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's... See who, who's been selected, see what, you know, see who's been selected and so forth. And some also, really interesting ones. Sorry, Claire, go on. No, but on also never to lose heart, I think, because I think um, you know, we can all enter lots and lots of um open calls or you know, and just stop and hear nothing back. And I think sometimes depending what mood, I think sometimes it depends what mood we're in as well, and where we are emotionally, we can take it quite like we can, you know, that inner voice can go, Oh, I'm I'm kind of um I might as well give up and stuff. So it's important, I think, to find a bit of a spark to keep going i think as i always say but it's nice to see as well what like what other people are doing or, and what's got through so it's um that's on taylor westing portrait prize it's an interesting one isn't it that idea of yeah sometimes sometimes it hits us really hard yeah connections um and trying to kind of like uh, again like the idea of like protection and, and kind of like how can we be um how can we safely share our work you know um without it being shot down without it being criticized and so that we can feel confident in still carrying on creating or do we yeah. just you know let it slide off our back you know like water off a duck's back some people are able to do that yeah. sometimes people look like they're able to do that but it's a lot of practice yeah. <laughs> you know? I think I think a lot of the time as well the lot what you may mostly come up against is silence you know mm. you like mm. you don't think or no one comments or anything but mm. i still think you should just keep going mm. and create what you want to create i think um yeah. when you never know one day you just you know it's like law of averages and stuff isn't it but it's good as you know for inspiration i do like to go to see other exhibitions of different not just photography painting all sorts and of course film i was telling mm -hmm. you um david finch has got a new film out the killer <laughs> which i knew you would have a new recommendation for us claire yeah and you know how much i love the zodiac i love yeah. zodiac manhunter so it's been kind of um i i, I was reading someone calling it not, i don't know if it's accurate to say it's a, i haven't seen it yet so i don't know the <laughs> companion piece to zodiac but it looks the cinematography looks really good um, and I and I thought it, uh, it'll, I'm hoping it'll be a film I can enjoy on lots of different levels um, for the plot, the story, and all the rest of it, but also for the visuals and how it looks. Um, maybe pick out some little ideas from different scenes. Maybe who knows? Yeah. So I look forward to seeing that as well. But mostly, um, you know, I was thinking 
the planning of ideas what you're going to do next in your projects that's a lot you know that is work and that's a lot of headspace and it reminded me of it's this time of year again and mm -hmm. it reminded me when I was learning to use the darkroom Rachel and it was always this time of year and having to go out and shoot film to bring back to develop and print you know for maybe the week after and it's the pitfalls isn't it because mm -hmm. I looked out of my window the other day and it's like it's been raining a couple of weekends and then it's just been that really flat sky and you have a choice and I thought well I really want to make some work before the year's out so what do I do mm -hmm. if it doesn't change um so I don't know I was hoping you could help Rachel <laughs> what could we do do you think to get the best out of this time of the year and that flat sky and yeah it's so, a it's a really I, tough one isn't it Claire? Hmm. I suppose um your work is so well known for being such a distinct style and uh, obviously the majority of your work is a lot about colour and yeah. maybe maybe this time of year uh, maybe the approach is more leaning into the light and dark and the light and shade mm. and black and white perhaps and and you could still use those fantastic characters that you have yeah. but you're not um, I don't know there's something about a very flat, dull sky that doesn't work in colour, but that can work in black and white. Um, you know, especially if you use maybe maybe the odd filter on your on your yeah. lens, to add what, a bit what? of contrast, that kind of thing. Um, you know, adding a, a little a yeah, yeah, or a red filter or something, yeah. just yeah. to bring out anything that is there a little bit more defined. You know, and mm. a bit more defined, but perhaps to have a similar feel to your images, but looking at them in a monotone instead, um, mm. that might be a way of kind of bringing that wildness and that dreaminess um, yeah. to yeah. your images, but without relying on colour or feeling like it's drained of colour because it's feeling flat and grey. And, and Yeah, it's that, just that grey cap, isn't it? Because I was thinking, I mean, I, I used to, did use to, one technique I did, used to love doing is burning the sky in okay but, and you get that you know but then yeah. not everybody likes that kind of the grainy you know the kind of quite a grainy effect of burning the sky you're talking about with in the dark room basically dark room, yeah. the so print. that I think idea of dodge and yeah. burn dodge it yeah so dodge yes. and burn mm -hmm. and if you're not doing that so and, and then if you're not doing that i suppose you yeah using filters and then i was even wondering so that's black and white in color would I mean, do you think wood colour, bright colour distract from that awful to me, that just that flat grey sky? Or 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 is there an, any other way around it, do you think? I was you know, should we try and even cut the sky out sky out, excuse me, depending yeah. what we're shooting. Well exactly. Um, you know, what what I don't know. It's just I keep looking out thinking, oh that's that sky because I love a dramatic sky can make all the difference mm -hmm. and a cloud formations you know we all probably check up and look up at the sky don't we for lights yes. and clouds but I was one just... thing I would say is that some of the some of my favorite images of yours actually Claire as well um are, are indoors and looking at like what we can do with um artificial light and fairy lights and in the past oh yeah um, we've done some um challenges yeah. actually, haven't mm. we and yeah when we were looking at that you came up with some fabulous work that was Based, basically, I think in the kitchen there was one with the with the fridge open. Yeah, um, there yeah. was one with the telephone and the fairy lights, and it all mm. felt so you, and so <laughs> stylish, and so 
atmospheric, but none of them had the worries of outdoor flat gray sky mm. you know you could still tell those stories you were just using a different setting and like mm. you say almost cut the sky out let's not worry about that if it's not giving us what we need at this time of year maybe mm. bring it indoors and maybe we're working with higher iso film you know maybe we're working with grainier um yeah. grainier look um and film stocks that can actually deal with that mm. um so <clears throat> for black and white i would probably use an hp5 and push it you know to 800 yeah. or 1600 and then you're also getting more contrast which can add interest to the image as well um as the grain or you know some delta 3200 is is always as we say grainier than a bag of rice but you know it yeah. gives you a very distinct look and maybe that's part of it but i think you know you and your instant film that you use such a lot of um, that also lends itself really well because you still get that lovely glow. You still get mm -hmm. all those fun, you know, kind of artifacts. Mm. But it's just that you're looking inside interiors, or even maybe you're looking at windows and what windows yeah. do. You know, at this time of year, yeah. looking in from outside or something. Maybe that's something you could yeah. investigate. You know? I definitely will want to do some more instant film, mm. but that some challenges because the temperature drops and um i was thinking and i was thinking anyway of when i'm outside if i'm because I, I was thinking i want to do more 120 film mm -hmm. um which is what i used when i did all the light painting shot that uh, all, yeah was 120 um but again i was thinking of this gray sky so i was thinking i definitely someone you know you fake things and i get cold so i definitely just for myself keep myself warm as close as possible and i will have like um, I don't know if you use them, what you call them, um, hand heaters. Oh, yeah. And I and I all often use them anyway for my instant film because in case the temperature is so hit and miss in, in this sort of mm. weather. Um, so there are some practical things because I was thinking even, even in this time of year, Rachel, isn't it, you know, if mm. with condensation on the lens or something, you can be out, it can be really cold and, you you know, whether we should have like I don't know like little freezer bags or something I don't know to <laughs> as we're moving or if we're setting things up and stuff to protect our cameras um but yeah so it's just that so maybe like you say if I was to shoot if I was thinking of outside and 120 and um color with the sky you're thinking maybe it's a it's filters what about flash I've never really worked with flash you know yeah it's it's not something i've worked with either really so maybe yeah. that's one to put out to listeners uh yeah. if people have got some ideas about how we might be able to or if if anybody's had some experience with this and has tried it and found you know a technique that they've really enjoyed at this time of year maybe using flash or using some filters to add something a bit special or a bit different um, yeah it would be really good to hear from from our listeners. So, um, yeah, you can write in at sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Claire and I would love to hear about that. And yeah. obviously we can also pass that on to to other people who might be struggling as well. Because it's, it's interesting because we, you know, sometimes we don't have the luxury, do we, Rachel, of, no. of waiting and thinking, oh, um, I'll just hold off because the weather might not change. It might be like this until, who knows, January, February. Or if you've got an assignment, if you're shooting with someone, you have to go with it don't you yes. yeah. so 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 you might even have you know he heaven forbid you'd get drizzle or something but you know you might just have that my dreadful 
the dreaded grey flat sky. It's interesting because I like the filmmaker Lynn Ramsey as well. Um, and she, I read an article when she was saying something similar, like she books the dates and stuff mm -hmm. and obviously hopes it's going to be, but she's had situations where the weather's been really atrocious, but no. she had the luxury of being able yes. to read her production and her shoot, so she has to just go with it. Yes, and, absolutely. And it yeah. just lends itself to, to something. So there is an element of, I'm just going to go with this as well, but it's like going with it, but trying to get the best out of as well, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. It's a bit like weddings, right? You can yeah. control the, the, you know, the weather on the day. There is no chance to reshoot it. You can't set up. You can't, you know, do any of those kind of things. You have to yeah. just go with it um, yeah. and make the best of what is available. So it's actually, you know, it's actually really great as a challenge because you have to push mm. yourself. There's no other choice. You have to make something work from that. So it's about using... Uh, yes available lights are there and maybe ones that you wouldn't necessarily normally use or how you can use puddles to reflect stuff or how you can yeah, work with you know yeah. work with that hazy yeah. haziness you know maybe uh, shooting through the rain rather than, or, or perhaps looking at yeah using flash to pop um the droplets of water or something maybe that would give an interesting effect yeah as a backdrop uh, or something yeah because um I've got this palm trees you see down the street and I look and I just think I'm wanting to be over in California, but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Just while we've been talking yeah. um, uh, and uh, like a film came to mind for me, which is Mary Poppins. Oh, um, I've not seen that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been such a long time. And then we had it on just the other day in the background just to see, you know, how Stan's yeah. going with it. Um, and I, gosh, it just, obviously, it took me back, like, nostalgically. Yeah. But it's just, there's such beautiful kind of, like, painterly um, shots in that. And a lot of it, well, it's set in, you know, in London in, like, 19, whatever it was, you know, and, yeah. uh, like, early 1900s. And it was just kind of grey and smoggy and all of this kind of idea. But there was such a lovely way of shooting that, I think, mm. is still kind of getting that that feeling. It still felt very lovely. So, yeah, maybe that's one to watch, Claire. Maybe that's my recommendation. I was going to say, I need to have yeah, because <laughs> see how they um, But the uh, the chimney sweep, he he kind of like does these beautiful like pastel drawings and things that mm -hmm. they jump into, uh, and then I always remember the bit where the rain comes and it washes them away, and it it kind of lives this beautiful gauze like effect. Uh, and I just thought, isn't that fantastic? Maybe yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, there we go. That's my recommendation for you, Claire, for a film, <laughs> which I don't normally get chance to what, do. What film speeds would you go for? Would you go with Rachel this time of year if you're doing out outdoors? Oh, outdoors. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I suppose I'm think I think probably more indoors. I suppose mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> probably more like eight hundred, maybe. Yeah. yeah um i you know i wouldn't say i'd need to go further than that obviously indoors yes you might need might need to but yeah like 400 or 800 should still well i saw that all the time most of the time i was in the dark from shooting this time of year i'm sure i was mostly 400 yeah because obviously you go in in the dark and you come out in the dark and you've yeah. been in the dark room all day so uh, yeah yeah but yeah. yeah if you can get that little patch of daylight in the middle 
then that's that's useful and if mm. you can't then you know use a film stock that you can push so you know you could have it you know you could have two rolls of film yeah. you could shoot it at 400 earlier in the day and then 800 if, when the light drops and 1600 if you're then bringing it inside and, uh, I, and think, I think it's actually to do actually one whole if you're going to go out and push like you say to do a whole project or something with mm -hmm. it being pushed or something yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting to see. Just I was thinking, time of year. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, and I guess you know, let's open it up to our listeners as well. If anybody's got tips on shooting, yeah, or ideas or things they found have worked nicely um, in your own work uh, when you're working with wintry conditions or grey conditions. Obviously, we're in we're in the UK, uh, mm. which is notorious for it. Uh, but we have a global audience, so um, various different times of year. It doesn't have to be obviously yeah. winter for you, but um, it would be great to know how you approach that. And uh, yeah, and if you've got any examples you'd like to send us, that would be, also be great. So it's sunny16podcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, it'd be really nice to see that. There was um, <clears throat> one other um, thing that I was going to mention when we were talking about films, actually, Claire, and it was uh, about Simon and his peak perseverance film, actually. Oh. So um, he he's basically been working on uh, creating a documentary and the BBC have made this um, feature documentary and there's now a new official trailer out uh, around this. So this documentary is about Simon's practice um, of being a wet plate photographer and a lot of it is about his adventures, um, dragging his wet plate gear up and down mountains oh <laughs> i know right especially in this kind of weather right when yeah it makes me cold just thinking about it um but it's wonderful to sit nice and warm and cozy and watch something interesting like a really interesting yeah. endurance project like that um and also um very profound as well because it's about his uh, his journey and his uh, kind of like diagnosis of uh, PTSD and how he deals with that and uses um, his wet plate photography um, as well um, to, uh, you know, to kind of like help with his mental health and how mm. that that has sparked lots of conversations with different people yeah. over the years. So we've got a link as well, which we'll put in the show notes. Um, for, the, for the documentary. Yeah, for the documentary, the official um, new trailer and hopefully the the full film will be out soon so uh, yeah we recommend excellent um, yeah go and have a look at that as well um so yeah talking about our project ideas and what we've been thinking about now um with the weather uh -huh. and everything that's changed um claire and i have also been having a little chat and we've had some people who've messaged about this as well uh and we thought we should maybe look at doing another cheap shots challenge yeah yeah so Definitely. I hope everybody's really excited about that because it's been a long time. <laughs> I actually don't know when was the last time we did it. Let's not worry about that. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time since we did a cheap shots challenge. Um, the industry has changed. Every the community has changed. Everything else has kind of changed, of course, as well. Um, but I think mostly what we're going to do is keep along the idea of the ethos that is the cheap shots challenge now. We understand, of course, that we can't um, all necessarily find a camera for under 20 quid anymore. Um, you know, things are a bit different. But the idea of it being a cheaper camera or one that isn't like a professional model or something that you already own, but is within that kind of like general ballpark idea. Mm. Um, 
then that would be really great because originally it was go out and buy a camera for under 20 quid we wanted this to be kind of knocking down the barriers of oh yeah. it's all about the kit this Definitely. is about trying to be creative and experimental and try mm. things out and push yourself and your limits with the camera that you have and the idea was you keep that camera and you use it for every single different theme of the cheap, cheap shots challenge so some things your camera is going to be brilliant at because it's like designed for that and others you're going to really struggle and you might have to come up with some really inventive ways of of creating an image getting something out of that camera um and it was always very popular and we've had lots of listeners over the years who have thoroughly like thrown themselves into creating these amazing images mm. um and us finding out about the failures of things that haven't worked the trial and error that's all so important isn't it Claire, for analog photography yeah no definitely and i i really love the idea of it because like everything you've just said that and also because i think um it's i remember well put it this way when i was um i remember going on a little day course right um so i think it's going back to about 2007 and um i remember that tutor said um rubbish in rubbish out yeah <laughs> so it was it basically saying doesn't matter how expensive your kit is your camera whatever rubbish in so i think if you if you're using um what's considered a cheap camera um you can't over yeah you know, i don't know it, it, you've got to really again you've got to think and plan and like you say mm -hmm. it's uh, people take amazing images on all sorts of things don't they absolutely as you know yeah. one of my favorite photographers made his own rusty cameras out of rusty tins so um i just think it's great absolutely. in fact maybe that's maybe that's a challenge for the future mm -hmm. the rusty the rusty tin camera <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> you're listening to the sunny 16 podcast everybody uh, where we uh, we dive into all the luxury <laughs> gear that we possibly can um that's why we have our sister podcast um uh, the i dream of cameras podcast yeah <laughs> um so uh, oh, yeah. and actually can we just say a quick happy birthday to jeff it's just yeah, birthday absolutely. today it is it's Happy so funny birthday. i hadn't actually realized that we share a birthday week before but we're actually quite close yeah. in in november birthday buddies uh, so um yeah it, happy birthday to jeff and uh yeah it's uh out in the california sun i know right out problems <laughs> the gray cat <laughs> we're definitely the opposite end of the scale yeah. aren't we we're like we're, we're gonna go down the like rusty tin can side of things and um in the uk rain and it's two female co-hosts and yeah. their idea cameras are there in the california sun with the you know um fantastic beautiful gear and uh and two male co-hosts so it's yeah uh, we are yeah. yin and yang i suppose uh, right? <laughs> did we um did we decide what, what we were going to have as our theme rachel yes so um just to recap that's a good point thank you yeah. for bringing me back to the to the task at hand claire uh yeah so just to recap cheap shots challenge the idea is we have a set amount of time uh and we use a, the cheapest or a cheap kind of um or kind of like basic camera i suppose that fits that ethos of it doesn't mm. really matter what the camera is um, just that it's some things that you might find fun to use and to try uh, and that you keep that camera throughout the challenges as as best as you possibly mm. can until it's kind of just not working anymore, I guess. Um, and the idea is that you go out and you shoot around a theme um, that we will give you shortly. And once you've got your roles processed and things within that kind of period of time, 
send in your favorite two images i would say um along okay. with a bit of a write-up because that's what really makes it you know as yeah, part of the, the story behind <laughs> it is right and and as analog photographers we all know like it's about the process it's about the learning it's mm. about the, what's gone into this to make that image and the things that didn't work as well so that's always super interesting once we've got all the images in from people who'd like to submit, um, usually what we do is we also have the uh, the hosts um, take part as well. So we'll see, maybe you and I can have a go, Claire, yeah. and we'll see if there's anybody else on the uh, Sunny 16 wider family who might want to take part as well. Um, and we kind of have a little judging, uh, you know, which is always a lot of fun. So it means that we'll get a chance to look through images, have a little chat about them um, and kind of, yeah, we'll bring in a guest judge to have a look and see. Um, but as you say, Claire, and one of the big things for me is listening to those stories behind why somebody's mm -hmm. come up with this particular idea and different approaches, right? Because we all see in different ways and we all approach things in different ways. So we had had a discussion about a theme. Um, mm -hmm. And I think if you're OK with this, Claire, um, yeah. for, for this particular season, um, we are probably going to go with literature which yeah. we thought would be relatively broad and it gives us chance across the world globally for our global audience um, to be able to embrace the idea of um, coming into uh, winter or into summer, depending on where you are. But what does literature mean to you? And it could go from being uh, a Christmas carol, you know, that's literature, or a song or a poem, or it could be, you know, stacks of books that you see in the shop window, or it could all sorts of different things, or maybe a story character, you know, perhaps mm. Claire, maybe that's something mm. you, you know, a favourite character from literature that you could embody and do I, a... I, I've just, yeah, I've just, I've just had an idea. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic, there we go. Just like that. <laughs> I almost saw the spark appear yeah. out of your head. <laughs> so when should we deadline this for? I was... Um, do we want to get it in before Christmas or do you think we should keep it open till the end of the year and do the first show back? Yeah, let's do that. In the new end year? year. The, end of the year. The, yeah. yeah. I think so because we're sort of mid-November now. So that gives yeah. a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. With everything else that's going on, we understand everybody has very busy lives, of course. So, um, But hopefully it will also give you a bit of an opportunity. If you're celebrating the festivities, you may not be, of course, but if you are, maybe there's a chance to kind of use that time to think about it as well and shoot a roll yeah. of film over over the next what that'll be like six weeks won't it or something um and then we can do a show with the judging on those images after uh, in the new year which would be a nice way of yeah. kind of starting starting off in the new year really mm. so um what do you need to do get your camera um get a roll of film or a pack of film whatever you'd like to be shooting with and once you've gone out and um, made those exposures cho choose your two one or two favorite images uh, send them to the sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com uh, along with just a little write-up you know a couple of paragraphs or a few sentences or whatever you know makes sense for you just tell us a little bit about it that would be wonderful and uh, we'll bring in a guest judge early next year and we'll have a little look through and see what everybody's made so i'm very excited about yeah, that and keep yeah. absolutely so um claire anything else um, um that you'd like to have a little talk about I, 
think we have a couple of emails, but I think we're going to hold them to the next episode, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Looking at time and what we've covered today, we've yeah, got... and hold our emails to the, the next um, episode. Um, I don't know. Just I think I want to say thanks to our coffee donors, as always. We really appreciate appreciate it, and we wanted to do a big shout out, didn't we, um, yeah. to Billy. Billy. Billy Sanford because um well I've just heard yeah we, we just had a conversation before we started recording mm. but yeah Billy um uh, unfortunately was uh, pretty ill and uh had a heart attack uh he is thank thank goodness obviously like um he is on the road to recovery he uh, we've basically seen um posts from his son and from his wife giving us updates on how he's doing so we're just sending like huge huge hugs and so much love to billy and uh, you know we've all been yeah. thinking about you billy and yeah we can't wait till you're back um up and running at full speed yeah. um and yeah we're really thinking of you so um we're sending all of our our love and thoughts to you uh, and to your family of course who will be hopefully i'm sure waiting on your hand and foot <laughs> at this point um but yeah it's um it was obviously a big shock to hear the news and we're really um really really glad of course that you're all mm. right so um yeah i've had some um interesting messages from other other friends being like what the heck do you think he's playing at <laughs> so yeah anyway get better soon all right and um yeah again as claire said thank you so much to all our listeners thank you to yeah. our coffee donors and we will um uh play you out i guess now uh, so thank you ever so much as always Claire for the chat today it's been so thank nice you, and we will speak to you again next time yeah bye